This is Coffee with Closers, a show about real estate agents by real estate agents. We'll highlight local real estate agents to share their successes, celebrate their failures, and learn who they are outside of real estate. In this episode, I sit down with Trent Whittington, a Westsider who's been selling real estate since 2010. We'll find out which Kardashian he would be and the benefits of a real estate team, as well as that one summer he played way too much golf with Dwight Freeney. If you were going to be a Kardashian, which Kardashian would you be? If I was to be, so we're going woman, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to go that route. Yeah. No, let's go that route. <laughs> One thing to take away from today's podcast is Trent's ability to be personable with just about anyone. He's an extrovert's extrovert, and you can see how he leverages that to grow his strengths as a real estate agent. Be sure to follow Trent on social media and subscribe to our show to get the latest episodes. All right, so we're with Trent Whittington. And so for anyone who doesn't know who Trent Whittington is, who are you? I am a fun guy to be around. (laughs) Uh, I'm a 30-year-old real estate broker. that uh, I live in Brownsburg, Indiana. I grew up on the west side in in Hendricks County and lived downtown for... um, about six years and just relocated out back to the west side to be closer to family and business um, about six months ago. So um, just a fun-loving guy that uh, enjoys what I do and and uh, loves every day. So, How come the west side? How can you move back? So uh, I lived downtown for six years and, and did just about everything I felt like I could do down there. And if I was focusing on where I was spending my time. The majority of my time was out here in my office and and friends and family. The majority of them are on the west side as well, so it just made sense. I was spending a lot of time commuting back and forth that just felt senseless to a point, so I I came back out to the west side. Yeah, and so you're from here, obviously. How come you didn't leave? I didn't leave central Indiana? Yeah, Yeah. or or even the west side. Yeah. I'm pretty close with my family, you know, uh, and I, I feel like these are my people out here. You know, I don't, I don't consider myself necessarily a niche agent by any means, but um, but this is what I'm most comfortable with, and and uh, the people that I I love most are out here. When you say family, what does that entail? Yeah, so my mom uh, and my stepdad live in Pittsburgh, Indiana, and uh, my grandparents live uh, very close to me in Brownsburg. Yeah. Most of your business on the west side? Yes. Yeah, I'd say about 80% is in Hendricks County. Yep. And then what um, what does that business makeup look like? Tell me, I guess, about what the last maybe 12 months of, if I were just to look at a snapshot of what that is. Yeah, so in the last 12 months, uh, somewhere around $7 million in volume, awesome. uh, 35 transactions, and it's all owner-occupant at this point. Yeah. I think investment properties are something that I'm interested in, but it's not been a... Uh, it's not really been a focus of mine until until now. So, um, so it would be certainly owner occupant. Yeah. So you said, as, I mean, as a thirty year old, I guess seven million in volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that coming from your sphere, from people that you know? Where what's the makeup of that? Yeah, about two thirds sphere okay. and uh, one third lead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then how are you, how are you getting the bulk of the people that you know? Uh, most of it is my, you know, my closest friends and family. I have, um, you know, a relatively uh, tight knit friend group that is an outstanding, you know, source of referrals for me. I, one in particular, um, 
you know who you are. He's a physical <laughs> therapist, and uh, he just sits there and talks about, oh, yeah. you know, real estate and life to people, and just organically leads come out of that. Um, so, yeah, that's where <clears throat> that's the majority. Yeah. Um, how do you stay in front of your database or the people that you know? I mean, I always hear this objection from people. It's like, well, everybody knows a real estate agent. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of limiting yeah. belief. Yeah. So how do you stay in front of your people to make make you their choice? I've chosen to go the client event route. Okay. Um, I try and do three to four a year. You know, I think moving forward, quarterly events will be something, you know, um, and I uh, really pound those and try and make them, you know, friendly to everybody that would want to come. Uh, I, I focus them, I would say, largely around family, the family dynamic. Uh, but that's, I want to be the guy that's reaching out to you, <clears throat> asking you to come out for, you know, a fun event rather than, hey, you know anybody that you want to send me to buy or sell a home? You yeah. Know, so what, um, so obviously you're 30, that makes you young for real estate, right? Where the yeah. average age is what, like 57 uh -huh. or something? Yeah. Um, and yet you've been successful in spite of that. How yeah. come? So I got my license in 2010 and okay. uh, everybody thought I was an idiot, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, because it was a terrible market. I remember telling people that back in those days, you know, it was normal for your house to sit on the market for six to nine months, you know? And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, that, okay, that sounds about right. You know, yeah. and now it's like six to nine days is crazy. But yeah. uh, I think I got it in a time where it was really difficult to sell, and that taught me how to hustle, you know. Yeah. And um, so I just have this general discontentment, uh, you know, demeanor, and, uh, and that just pushes me to sell, sell more. So you know? what did the first 12 months look like knowing that, Six to nine months was the average. Oh, it was time brutal. Market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I sold like four homes in my first twelve <laughs> okay. months. You know, so yeah. I was part time for the first two years. Uh, I started at Tucker West, and okay. I was part time for the first two years. And I worked in an emergency room uh, registration. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like overnight. You yeah. Know? So I would work real estate during the day, and then overnight do that. Yeah. We have a lot of people who start that way, myself included, where it's yeah. like dual career. How did you escape the dual career role in your third year? Yeah. So I essentially just built my business to a point where I was replacing the income that I had then. You know, I was yeah. 20. I would have been, what, 23? <clears throat> 23. And my expenses weren't that great. So it wasn't that tough to replace yeah. what I needed, right? But I just kept looking at it, you know, every maybe quarter and saying, am I replacing am I easily replacing my hospital income with my real estate sales? And once it got to that point where it had surpassed it, it was just an obvious yeah. transition. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's, who's trying to do the same thing or thinking about doing the same thing? Though? Yeah, I would say, I would recommend, you know, trying it. I mean, if you can go all in at the beginning, that's the ideal situation, right? If you can just yeah. maybe have a spouse or somebody that can support you while you're getting off the ground, that's great. Uh, if you're trying to go the route that I did, I think just find a way to not need much sleep and uh, <laughs> yeah. work as much as possible. And <clears throat> I mean, it's worth it. I highly recommend it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you just just don't rest, you know, and, and just uh, know that there's likely an end if you work and do the things that you should do, that there's likely an end to that struggle period. Yeah. But uh, yeah. How long did it take you to get to where you were comfortable or to where you felt like you were making headway with it then? I mean, I know you said you got out after two years, but when yeah. did you start to feel like, okay, yeah, this is working? 
I would say after about the first year full time, okay. you know, I was to a point where, you know, I think if you're a bachelor's degree graduate, you know, I was making that kind of money, yeah. I suppose. <clears throat> and that made me feel comfortable. You know, I was I was par with my peers, I think, at that yeah. point. And what know? was that? The dollar amount? Yeah. I would say 55 okay. grand, okay. you know? Yeah. So yeah. You were doing better than me at 25, so that's why I was curious. Yeah, that was what okay. It was, so. yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, I know you said you started at, K- at um, Tucker West uh-huh. and then obviously here at Keller Williams. How come Keller Williams? So I knew, uh, so I was an independent agent at Tucker West and I was totally spinning my wheels. Uh, at that time, the team culture was not something that <clears throat> Tucker had adopted whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so I ran into a family friend that was a KW agent at the time, and she asked me, how are you doing? You know, And I said, well, not so hot. I think yeah. we were at a Walmart uh, grocery section. I was like, well, Lori, I'm not doing so hot. She said, why don't you come over to KW? You know, we've kind of adopted this team mentality mm-hmm. and uh you know i got uh indoctrinated by the by the culture yeah. you know of that and just the rest is history yeah yeah i mean this is um something i think is a big disconnect obviously i run a team and have <clears throat> have business partners mm-hmm. that partner with the team and sometimes i think that people like look down maybe on agents who are on teams sure. and and it it really is unjust yeah. for that right and i think obviously your example is proof that you still run a business inside of another team. Right. Is that how you look at it? Or, yes. Or? Yeah. And and we're maybe a little bit atypical if you're a KW, you know, if you're looking at the MREA model, yeah. we're probably a little bit different as far as the team goes. Um, we sort of structured ourselves as independent agents that share resources more yeah. than buyer's agents, listing agents, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think... I think the I think it's a misconception that you have to be a team lead to be successful in real estate, Absolutely. right? Not to say that I don't want to be yeah, because I do. That's my goal. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of us or a lot of people on teams look, you know, they feel like they're failing almost. Yeah. If you're not Eric Forney, yeah, right? and that's just not. That's just not the case. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is just a lack of understanding and a lack of, um, and, and some teams just are, don't run well. Right. And right. Th- and I think that plays into it too, where you see the the have nots that are struggling on yeah. teams, and then you hardly ever hear about the haves. Yeah. At least from my seat, it yeah. feels that way. So, um, what has that team afforded you from a success standpoint that maybe you wouldn't have had on your own? Yeah. So I think uh, the team. <clears throat> I mean, they've afforded me a lot of things. It, initially, it was a lack of expenses. You know yeah. that I think that they they provided for me. Um, maybe also initially, you know some some knowledge that I didn't have, you know, just as a, a younger guy and, and newer agent. Um, but, uh, but I mean, you know, still today they provide, they provide quite a bit of value as far as leads and, yeah. you know, um, also they afford me a, a lifestyle at this point where I'm out of town 11 days in February yeah. and my business isn't going to skip a beat, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally overlooked for sure is that extra life, <clears throat> that like 
security of knowing sure. that somebody's covering your business while you're gone. Right. Absolutely. So you've been at um, obviously been with the team, um, which affiliates with Keller Williams. But what is it about Keller Williams West that that makes you want to be a part of it? Yeah. So I would say the culture of, uh, you know, of the office here, there's a, a tight knit bunch of us that get together fairly regularly and uh, really enjoy each other. And yeah. uh, just I can learn, you know, when I went to Mega Camp, uh, I spent quite a bit of time with Doug and Morgan. Yeah. And I think I learned uh, more just in traveling with them than I did, you know, just just rubbing elbows with experienced agents like that than I did probably from Mega Camp itself. But um, but yeah, just the culture, you know, it's just a nice, nice, comfy culture. Man, I hear, I hear culture all the time. It almost has become cliche. What yeah. is culture and Keller Williams? Yeah. What's your definition of that? Yeah. To me, it's an environment where, um, somebody like you, for instance, yeah. uh, I actually left a training. I was up at the Northeast office the other day oh, yeah. and, uh, uh, Mike Feldman was yeah. teaching a class. Right. And I would compare, you know, I think yeah. him donating his time is similar to you, right? Yeah. And I left. I was with uh, another agent, and she said, "Why would he do that? Yeah. Like, wh- what benefit of that teaching a class, mm-hmm. you know, to to other agents about open houses does it serve to Mike Feldman? Yeah. And I said, I I think that's just part of being a KW agent, right? Is mm-hmm. that pay it forward, uh, just knowing it's going to come back full circle, yeah. right? So. To me, that's the KW culture. It's like he didn't have to be there that day, right? It probably wasn't the highest, best use of his time, but he was, mm-hmm. and we learned a lot. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I think that it's cliche. It it's it feels hollow, maybe for me to say that. Yeah. But I think that's the reality. Is that it's like that pay it for somebody else did it <clears throat> for me, for you, right. for someone else, and then it's your expectation that you're going to do the exact same thing moving right. forward, and then forever. Right. You know, it's, um, I almost think about that. Um, I think about that with, with, with Gary almost where it's like, Gary doesn't have to still be affiliated with the business. Right. Right. He has plenty of money to ride off in the sunset if he wants to. Right. But he sets the tone that you pay it forward indefinitely. So, um, that's cool. What, um, uh, what advice would you give to somebody who's in your same position where you were maybe in 2010 looking to get into the business brand new? Yeah. What would you do differently? What would I do differently? Well, I would play less golf in the summers <laughs> of, for, of the first couple of years. Uh, it's a weird story, but I actually met Dwight Freeney like, okay. by happenstance, and I played golf with him for like the first two summers of my career. <laughs> Uh, like three were or four you, days a week. Were you better or worse than Dwight Freeney? Oh, way better. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 He was not good. <laughs> Great guy. Not good at golf. But how often did you play golf with him? Like three to four days a week. Like how does that how does that happen when you're just like some random just some dude? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was playing by myself at Eagle Creek, and uh, I didn't have a tee time one day, so I walked up and. Um, they said, well, you can get on, but it's going to be about an hour. And I was like, oh, great. So uh, the, a guy behind me says, why don't you just play with us? Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I play with them, have a great time. At that point, I was a fairly decent golfer, so we had a pretty competitive little match. And the guy said he played with Freeney, you know, regularly. And I'm thinking, yeah. I, so I said, Dwight? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I gave him one of my business cards. And I said, if you ever need a fourth, then call me. And like two weeks later, I was playing with my dad in Bloomington. I get a call 
And he said, hey, we need a fourth player. You want to play with Dwight today? And I'm like, see you, Dad. You know? <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. So I went up and uh, we played at Broadmoor and had a great time. And he just, he loved golf. So we yeah. played together three to four days a week. Yeah, for a couple of years, which was great for my golf game, not for my real estate <laughs> business. But uh, I think, you know, just treating it like a true career. You know, I think uh, there's a a common theme with new agents that you get your license and then, you know, leads and listings and buyers just start pouring over you. Yeah. And that's just not the way it is, right? So going into the office, you know, at 8, 9 a.m. and treating it like a real job and lead generating, you know, I didn't know what mm -hmm. lead generating was until three or four years into the business, yeah. right? And really learning what that is and doing it daily. Um, you know, whether it's making cold calls, which I don't do, or, yeah. you know, through another avenue, I think you got to be creating something for yourself, you know? That was going to be my kind of, you led me into my follow-up, which was everyone has their own definition of lead generating. I, and I hate that, that a lot of people automatically think lead generating yeah. means calling strangers. Sure. What's your form of preferred lead generation? <clears throat> um, working with my database really you know i mean i i do it i would say from a higher like a thirty thousand foot level with the client events yeah uh but i would say my closest my most significant source of referrals comes from my friend group and so i just organically lead generate by spending a lot of time with them you know um and uh and that's how i go about it you know i i get face to face you know whether it's dinner and drinks, or yeah. if it's a coffee here and there, face-to-face uh, -face appointments, I suppose you would call it. Yeah, uh, That's how I do it. So you're a millennial. You should be good at staying in front of your database <clears throat> with social media, right? Yeah, I should be. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just started. Yeah. So I just started Instagram and, uh, you know, and social media. Yeah. I'm like... You just decided a, it was going to stay around or what? I'm an elder millennial. Yeah. An so, elder millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a comedian that just came out with a bit on Netflix called Elder Millennials. It's yeah. pretty funny, but yeah, I should be, but I'm not. Uh, and I'm learning, I would say, you okay. know, sort of at the speed of light. But, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I, I'd say if I have a struggle with sales, it's the whole self-promotion thing, yeah. you know. And uh, I prefer to come from a place of contribution versus like look at me type thing. Mm -hmm. But I also have gotten to this sort of apex where – I'm hungry, super hungry, but I also feel like I know quite a bit and I do a really nice job with what I do and I need to share that with people, yeah. you know? So I feel like now promoting myself is coming from a place of contribution, you know? So Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It's that weird apex where you're like, I'm actually not self-glossing. I'm actually just paying it forward right. to the next person. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you said, so you said you're incredibly hungry right now. Yeah. How come? I mean, I've got big goals, you know, um, I just, uh, I know where I want to go and, uh, I'm not even close, you yeah. know, uh, I think I can be three times the agent I am, you know, within a couple of years. Um, I've got big goals. I like nice things, you know, <laughs> uh, and I like being able to give back, you know, to the people, uh, that gave me everything I have, you know? So, um, yeah. And when you say you have big goals, like what is it about just, maybe your inner self-talk or your inner drive that makes you set new goals? Because you see a lot of people, you know, nine years in the business that stop trying to level up. Yeah. How come you're not doing that? Boy. Um, 
I think I know what my potential is. And I think up until the last 12 months or so, I've been sort of, you know, a wild stallion, just kind of go, yeah. just going all over the place. Right. And it's like, if I really hone this in and get good and nail my systems, um, I know that I can, I can grow exponentially. Uh, you know, so it's like, I feel like I've been learning, right. Just learning, 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 and it's time to implement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just don't feel like inside, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near my potential right now, yeah. you know, as far as numbers and production go. So, yeah. so you said you like nice things. What's your favorite possession? <clears throat> I just bought a Mercedes. Nice. What kind? It's a C300 okay. and it has, uh, it's got black wheels on it, which is, which is why I bought the car. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> what color is it? it's black. Okay. It's murdered out. It as the millennials murdered. say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. Thanks. Uh, that's probably my favorite, you know? So, um, but I've got some goals as far as, uh, I'd like to, to get my pilot's license. Okay. Um, I've already got, you know, planes, of course, picked out yeah. that I would like to buy. You know, so reasonable you, planes. <laughs> totally sensible. Yeah. Now, if you hit your year-end goals, um, what would you buy? Boy, I'm looking for a house. Let's start there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. You know, perhaps a Rolex, Cellini. Nice. I, I've really looked at those, but more likely a house and an investment property. You know, I, I try and, you know, I go through these phases of, wanting to be a Kardashian or something like that. But it's like, <laughs> let's just be a little bit more intelligent, huh? Yeah. Um, what's mom Kardashian's name? Chris. Uh, Chris. Okay. Chris Jenner, yeah. I guess, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot. I mean, we didn't have to stay in the Kardashian realm. You could have picked it. That's Jenner true. Too. Yeah. I would have, I would have accepted any of those. Yeah. So, um, what, um, if you could have a superpower, one superpower, what would it be? Oh, to fly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an aviation nerd, uh, so to be able to skip the plane would be cool. Yeah. Where would you go? Boy, I would say all over. I mean, okay. maybe St. Martin. Okay. Yeah. So if that was your, if you were to go on a vacation next, where would it be? I think my next vacation, uh, well, I know where my next vacation is, but if it weren't there, I would pick, I really want to go to one of those huts in like the Maldives. Oh, for sure. Yeah, those things are sick. For so, sure. Yeah. Where's the next vacation, not Maldives? Uh, Anna Maria Island okay. in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We reigned Pretty in the Maldives <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit closer. How much production would you have to do this year or in 12 months in order to go to Maldives? I think 10 million gets me 10 there. Million? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll hold you accountable for yeah. that. Nice. Cool. Um, if you were going to win Star Search, what talent would you have and and that would allow you to win that? Wow. So, I mean, what talent do you have right now? Yeah. That would, like a cool talent or just like what matter. is a talent? Yeah. What's one I of your talents? What think, are you most talented at? I think I am most talented at talking, just connecting to people and okay. talking to people. I think outside of that, I don't have a whole lot of talents, to be honest with you. Can you play um, an instrument? Nope. Can you I have, sing? In fact, no, I can't. I have piano lessons that my mom got me for Christmas last year, and I still haven't started Are them. Are they still good? I think so. They yeah. have an expiration yeah. date I sure hope so. Piano lessons? Yeah, I sure hope so. Why did your mom get you piano lessons? Because I didn't know what else to ask for, and I really want to learn how to play the piano. And uh, I just failed miserably at completing that goal last year. So, 
So why do you want to learn how to play piano? I just think it's cool. It seems peaceful, and uh, it's something that I know I would suck at, you know? Yeah, and I think sure. that's kind of fun to suck at something and just get better. Would you be the dude that would show up at um, the yes. department store and play yep. the piano? 100%. Or yeah. parties. Yeah. And be like, whoops, did I just play a little diddly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think the uh, you would be more proficient at playing the piano than like Hot Cross Buns or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Which one? Yeah, I mean, like, is that about how, like how you? Oh yeah, I would be better than that. Okay. Yeah, chopsticks would be my. Bare, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but I think, you know, some Symphony Number no. Nine or something from Beethoven. Yeah. I don't even know if I know what that means. <laughs> I'll play but it later. It sounds. Yeah. It sounds famous yeah, to me. It's good. If it's you uh, had a last meal, what would it be? <sighs> Probably a fillet. I'm a fillet guy. From where? Um. Gosh, Ruth's Chris probably has yeah. the best one that I've had. I, you know, I used to be a Harry and Izzy's guy. Okay. And they've let me down the yeah. last few times. Um, probably Ruth's Chris. Yeah, I like it. Or there's a place in, uh, what is it called in Chicago? RPM Steak. Okay. You ever been? No. Oh, it's in, uh, oh, I can't even remember the Sounds name. Sounds like right. I'll, I'll Google it. It's it's awesome, and they bring the little you know the salt yeah. for each bite that, that you can crumple on. They also have a uh, cheesecake that they put platinum shavings on, really? like legit platinum. Yeah, that sounds really. I recommend it. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. What it's uh, in there? I just gotta get it out. What's your favorite movie? Oh boy, my favorite movie. That's a great question. Probably Step Brothers. Oh yeah. Good call. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was going to be The Notebook or Step Brothers. Not so. The Notebook. You know, I don't think I've ever watched that to completion. I think I've started it several times and just <laughs> and never made it. Did you start it by yourself? Or no. no. Okay. No. All no. right, good. If I ask you to tell a joke, do you have yeah. a joke that you would tell? Why did the Oreo go to the dentist? I don't know why. Because it lost its filling. <laughs> I, I have, know, a, I have a, one of my best friends, his daughter is like three, and yeah. she tells me that joke six times every time she sees me. So I got it now. Uh, does she tell any other jokes? No, that's okay. it. Yeah, she just tells you that one ten times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Um, do you collect anything? Not really. No, maybe watches, you know. Um, yeah. How come you collect watches? I don't know. I'm just a watch guy. Yeah. It's uh you know, it's like wearable art. You know? Okay. I'm, I'm fairly into fashion. Okay. So, um, what did you eat for breakfast today? Nothing. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. Because coffee's for closers. Yes, that's right. That's pretty standard <laughs> for me. What did you eat for lunch then? Uh, I had McDonald's. Embarrassingly nice. enough, nice, I had dude. a six piece, six piece, <laughs> six piece chicken tender meal for McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. Is that pretty normal realtor lunch? You know, it is now, yeah, which is embarrassing. Uh, it used to not be for me. I used to be able to dedicate a little bit more time to yeah. it, but I find the busier I get, the the less uh, focus I put on eating, and I'm just, I just want calories just to get through the day at some yeah. point, you know. The so. beard, it's cold tomorrow. Is this is this growing out because of the weather, or is this a new fashion statement? Uh, it's grown out a little bit more, yeah, because it's cold. Uh, it's functional. Um, <laughs> And part laziness, yeah, but uh, but the beard's here to stay. Okay, yeah, it's been around for a few years, and okay, uh, I I got it. I need it. Yeah, yeah. Do you look really young without? I it? do. Yeah, people, my real estate numbers plummet when <laughs> yeah. the beard, you know, because yeah. people think I'm not listening to this kid. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Uh, last question. Yep. 
best advice you've received or advice you'd like to give? Yeah. I think the best advice I've received, uh, and I'll apply it to business, is <clears throat> identify the things that you're strong at uh, and dedicate your time towards those and identify maybe more importantly the things that you're not strong at and place people that are strong at those in that role, right? Yeah. And that's really a, a place that I'm putting a lot of focus now is let's find what I'm best at and do that. And if uh, if it's not something that I'm best at, let's let's get somebody in that role uh, that can do it better. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Anything I didn't ask you? I don't think so. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. You good? I'm pretty good.